The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Previously on... But let me ask you something, Chris. Let me throw... For the last time this season, let me throw a theory at you. Okay, so maybe word about this gets out. Okay, the Hex. Maybe these people in the Hex kind of become stars. And we know that Ralph Boner is an actor. Uh, he seems like a nothing actor that never made it. You see where I'm going with this? I see exactly. Could it be that he had both super speed and super strength, two powers of someone else that we love? Could it be that he puts back on the necklace, gets these powers, and uses these powers to become a mega star actor? And, of course, he, 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 Ralph Boner's never going to be a star. But you know what right. name would make him a star? <laughs> Wonderman. Wonderman. Well, I mean, I was... Ralph Wonderman. <laughs> Ralph Wonderman. Well, I was thinking Simon Williams, but what if he becomes Wonderman? So you're gonna you think that Wonder Man Wonderman is gonna come to the Marvel Universe and his kryptonite is gonna be a necklace that can be ripped off by a, a regular old human person? Welcome back, Chris. Welcome, Welcome back, back, everyone, to Snap a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ah, uh, sorry we're a little late, guys, but uh, Chris is on vacation now. I'm going on vacation, so we're gonna do our best to stay regular, if you will. Um, but, uh, man, I'm super excited. We are in a big transitional week as we are literally hours away from the launch of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And so we are going to wrap up WandaVision today and kind of introduce everyone to Falcon and Winter Soldier. But before, before we start, how you doing, Chris? I'm good. I'm good, Gunnar. Let me tell you what. I don't know if I really expressed it in that clip, but that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that is why I chose that what, clip. What he said made no sense at all. And uh, there's no way in the world that it happened. I'll tell you what. You make a lot of bets where you're always naked, and there's no reason for it other than you're not a good-looking naked man. But I'll tell you what. If what you said is true, I will do some something naked, some podcast naked something, uh, because there's no way in the world that what you said will ever happen in the history of anything. Are Literally you talking ever. about Ralph Boner becoming Ralph Wonder Man? Ralph Boner becoming Wonder Man, there's no way. All right, just, that's the no bet. way in the world. That's a naked <laughs> bet. He'll tell you what, naked bet of your choosing. For some reason, that's the Johnson way. That's the Johnson Bible <laughs> College way. There's always, it's always a naked bet. Naked bet of your choosing because it'll never happen. That's the most ridiculous, of, of an entire season of ridiculous theories. That, sir, was your worst. All right. Challenge accepted. I don't even remember what was my original. Didn't I have a bet that I'd get naked? I don't even remember what that bet was. Always. Always. I mean, it wasn't it like, that hey, Agnes was Agatha Harkness. Hold on. Let me, uh, like no. <laughs> it, it, it's something along the lines. It was like, something hey, so stupid that would never it was like, true. it was like on a Monday, like, Hey, if tomorrow's Tuesday, I'll take my shirt off. Like, no dude, no one, <laughs> no one asked. No one asked for that. No, no one's asking for these bets. Why are you making these bets? Oh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm very good. I just came, obviously came back from San Diego. It was amazing. You uh, drove there from Indy, huh? Drove it. Drove there from Indianapolis. It's uh, it's a, it was a three day trip. Uh, luckily, Amy planned it. Otherwise, it would be. I thought it was going to be one trip. 
I thought, you know, when I was at, we were to college together, I would drive, I would start driving. I don't know if you remember, I would start driving like late. Like I'd do my yeah, classes and then leave like at four and then get home, get, get home, you know, eight hours, like one, two o'clock in the morning. I didn't care because I was 20. So I thought, well, I'm still, I'm still young. I can leave. We'll leave at three o'clock in the morning and then I'll drive all the way from Indianapolis to San Diego. One shot. That's the, that's almost as stupid as your theory, Gunner. That, that's how stupid that looks. <laughs> now, luckily, Amy M like stops in Colorado, and then we stopped at the Grand Canyon, and then she made stops on the way back. So we had three stops each way. Otherwise, yeah, we'd be dead right now. So but it was great. One of my best friends lives in San Diego, and when I went out there for his wedding, I ate a kangaroo. You ate a kangaroo? There's a burger shop that had a kangaroo burger. Wow. It was delightful. No, we didn't do any of that. I delightful. don't think I would have. Oh, it tastes like chicken. I'm sure it does. What does it? Uh, it was it was great. I mean, we ate. I ate octopus. I had. We just had tacos every day, which is pretty much my life here. But it was amazing. That place, San Diego, is the best place in the world. Well, you remember Taste of Chicago? They would always have the weirdest stuff, and I would have to eat it, like goat yeah, meat yeah. and alligator and. No kangaroos up there. No kangaroos. Well, was it in a pita pocket? That would be. It should be in a pocket. It should. Mine was a burger. <laughs> So uh, we're going to spend the majority of this episode on Falcon Winter Soldier, but I just kind of wanted to wrap up WandaVision. Um, you know what, Chris? I've, in the almost two weeks now since that finale aired, um, I think my attitude towards it has really changed a lot. Like, I think oh. I am very much, um, I, I I love it. Like, and I think Great. the things that I was disappointed about, um, I think I'm fine like i kind of got to sit back and and think more about it first thing when you're in when you're in the predicting game and you have your crazy theories the number one thing you cannot do is get mad when your crazy theories don't come to fruition you can't do that it's not because it will never come that phantom menace syndrome i've said that phrase a thousand times in this podcast that is why everyone hates phantom menace i believe because it is not it will it was nowhere near as good as it was in everyone else's mind. And I think with yeah. WandaVision, we didn't get those big giant things, but I don't think uh, most of the things, I don't think that they were trying to tell us this. Now there's some things that I think they were yeah. kind of messing with us. Dottie's one. I think they were messing with us with Dottie. Um, but I mean, even Mephisto, um, I mean, I think we we're just leaning in and everything that could have been a Mephisto theory was I, yeah. used as a Mephisto theory. And like the devil in the detail. Yeah, I, I guess the, the shards of Mephisto when they said, you know, unleash hell demon spawn in the comics. That's what they are. They were demon spawns from Mephisto. So that was probably more of a reference towards the comics than to point out that Mephisto is going to be in the series. So the only, I'm still think they, they still didn't wrap up Jimmy Woo's missing person. So no, that's true. So that yeah, one, I, I will take my anger on that, but honestly, I, how easy is it in Ant-Man quantum mania when Jimmy Woo? Oh, by the way, I met Simon Williams. He was my missing person in, uh, in West. I mean, Whatever. What's goddamn Wonderman? I, I, him and the beekeeper. I hope they show up in some movie eating popsicles together. I just wanted to be, I think it'd be great if they just show up. And I think I mentioned this when we did the podcast. It'd be great if they just show up in the background. Like it's the beekeeper and Wonderman just having some popcorn. That would, that would be great. But the other thing I, I have to say, I know you talked about a lot of stuff, but the one thing I have to say is I think what happened with Phantom Menace, though, what's different here is Phantom Menace is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and it's terrible. 
And I think that a lot of people think it think have the same problem with Phantom Menace because it's not good. Uh, in fact, I watched I watched Star Wars probably as much as you do. I watched the the whole thing a lot. I do the machete order, which completely eliminates the need to ever watch the Phantom Menace again. And because of the Clone Wars, I can see Darth Maul whenever I want. I don't need to watch Phantom Menace for a, clo- uh, a Darth Maul battle. So uh, I know we're not at all supposed to be talking about Star Wars, but Clone uh, uh, Phantom Menace is the worst, and it's all it's always going to be terrible. Whereas One Vision, all I, I gotta say, I also- Chris, amazing. Every word of what you just said yeah. was wrong. Okay. That's, that's why. You know what? I'll take but my lumps. I love Phantom Menace. It is what it is. I, I, yeah. I'm okay with but what I, it is. The, the, the whole point was to take the most evil person in the galaxy, Darth Vader, and show him the exact opposite. What is the exact opposite of Darth Vader? Whippee! I'm Anakin Skywalker! That's pod racing! Like, that's the exact opposite of Darth Vader. So, I get it. Yeah. All right, but back to but Wanda. I mean, yeah, but back to WandaVision. I mean, I think I liked it too. I think if I just watched it, I mean, knowing what we know now, I kind of wouldn't, it, my my view has changed about like binging versus watching week to week. I mean, we had all the excitement of that, but knowing that, you know, what's coming next week and, and the expectation, we didn't necessarily need to have that. We, we didn't really have to wait for that shoe to drop because the shoe never really dropped. They gave us really all the information we needed like in the third episode, like I think everything was kind of covered pretty early on in the show and nothing was really dropped after that. Um, so I don't know, but I still liked it. I mean, I still really liked the, it does do what crossovers did in the comic books, which is kind of leaves loose ends that you sort of are going to see later, like white vision actually being vision and then flying off. Like we know we're going to see that yeah. and crossovers in comic books always do that. Like they, when they close out, it's, it's like two people now are friends. It's like, Hey, we're going to go have an adventure together. And then it, at the bottom, it's like introducing uh, Wanda and her kid doing stuff. So that was pre- pretty cool. And then still left over like her, you know, searching, uh, you know, limbo for, for her kids. I, I think there's a lot of things that were out there, but you know, I, I'm not going to lie. It would have been cool to see a new character introduced Outside of, I mean, Agnes is just not the character that is going to be introduced that anybody's going to be excited. It would have been, I would have, would have been better if had they had Mephisto. Um, no, no, I'm just you saying, like, or... I, I got roped into Mephisto too. I, I, I'm not, I, I think we talked about this at the beginning. I just don't, Mephisto's just too much of a trickster. I think it's just another. Well, he tricked us into thinking that. He sure gr- did. Ugh, I, Mm, okay. Anyway, oh, so uh, <laughs> I I have a clip I'm going to play here in a second, but Do it. Um, Do it. I totally got got, as they say, by a clickbait article. Um, I don't know if you saw this or heard anything about it, but um, there was an article that said Kevin Smith, essentially what I was saying was Kevin Smith had Matt Shackman on his podcast and they're talking about WandaVision and Matt Shackman revealed a deleted scene featuring Mephisto. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta hear this. And it was like a two hour interview with Matt Shackman. It was great. If you, if anyone out there wants to hear it, um, it's his fat man beyond it's called. Um, and they interview Matt Shackman, which is great, but totally no, had nothing to do with Mephisto. Essentially what he said was that there was a deleted scene, um, where Agnes, where, uh, Monica, uh, Boner, uh, uh, Darcy, and the kids went to go steal the dark hold from the basement. And when they got there, Mr. Scratchy was there, Senior Scratchy's there, and he turned into a demon. Um, yeah. Which 
they did not say that that was Mephisto. And in fact, in this interview at the end, Kevin Smith's like, well, I'm glad you cut it out because then everyone would have been saying that's Mephisto because they were talking about how Mephisto, how they thought every uh, every person was Mephisto. Um, yeah. And so I'm like, ah, oh, that's disappointing because they said, I kept waiting for it and wait, I listened to this whole thing and it was the last question. But then, of course. right before they signed off, they asked Matt Shackman one more question. So I'm going to play this clip for you and just okay. wait for Kevin Smith's response to his answer. Okay. So here we okay. go from fat man beyond Matt Shackman, Kevin Smith interview. Uh, do we want to do one more? This is kind of a fun one. Well, that was the one. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I just asked for another one. Go ahead. Um, if Matt could play one hero in the MCU, who would you want to play? That's not already I in it. Excellent question to end on, Matt. Oh, that's not oh, that already was from Cam K. By the way, oh, well, you. you know, I mean, I was a I was a former actor, maybe like uh, Simon Williams, maybe Wonder Man. Wonder Man, yeah. <laughs> there were Just theories wait. that Wonder Man was the um, the. Remember, Jimmy Woo was like, "I've got somebody right. in protective custody or whatever," uh, and it was and and somebody was like, "That's Simon Williams, the Wonder Man." Right. I don't know where people get this, man. Just the idea <laughs> wish fulfillment. But they're so convincing. And all you have to do is put that into a website headline, and I'll totally buy that where I'm like, got to be true. They put it in print. <laughs> totally. Is he talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it anywhere else. I mean, you said Wonderman, and that's that was where – I know we talked about that had to be it because he was definitely in San Francisco missing persons. Um well, could yeah, Kevin Smith have been talking about me? Uh, I think probably no. Probably not probably at all. Not. But uh, there was one uh, reputable news site that quoted us twice, and one of them was on the Wonderman theory. So I'm assuming like they that's They directly right. quoted us? They cited well, us? No, they didn't. But, no, but no. all of a sudden, they had Wonderman. Like two weeks after we had Wonderman, they had Wonderman, mm -hmm. and then they also had the Darkhold. Like, but uh, they quote, they said like line for line what we said. It, it was weird. So, uh, yeah, I'm just saying. But uh, I thought that was cool. So anyway, before yeah. we wrap WandaVision and move on to Falcon and Winter Soldier, I thought we'd do this, Chris. Um, okay. Let's go through what we got right and what we got wrong. I don't know if, if you're ready. I thought maybe we could go back and forth. If, if I don't know if you're ready. I didn't tell you to do this. But, yeah, I um, didn't do anything. I did nothing. Okay, well. <laughs> I have no preparation whatsoever. Well, then I'll say um, I, I wrote down a bunch of things that we got right and wrong. And then if you got any more, you can add. So the first thing okay. we got right, let's just go out with the easiest one, because we said it but on episode zero, that Agnes was really Agatha Harkness. I think everyone, my mom called me up after she goes, I think that's Agatha Harkness. I'm like, mom. How would she know? She how did. would she know who but, that is? But I'm just saying, like, that's how obvious Agatha Harkness was. I mean, so, yeah, every single, I don't think anyone was surprised that she was Agatha Harkness. No. Um, the other one that we got right, something for, also from episode zero, um, I said that Evan Peters was going to be in the show cause that was kind of a rumor and that he was not going to be Quicksilver. So I, we got, we got that one, right. Um, and the third thing I got right, we got right was actually you was the dark hold. Um, is there anything else you could think of that we actually got right in the, in this the show? Dark hold, man, the dark hold was a big one. And was that episode two? That was our, that, that was week two, but our third episode, because we did one and two 
in the first week. Oh, that's right. That's but episode right. three, yeah. we called that, and we called, uh, I think we called Simon Williams in that one as well. Yeah. That was our biggest um, week of, like, gets. We got a lot. I mean, the, the list of what we got right is significantly shorter than the list of what we got wrong. <laughs> yes. Like, we, we could spend the, the whole entire podcast talking about what we got wrong. I mean, I, we could spend the whole entire podcast talking about why you were wrong about about uh, Simon's brother, um, <laughs> the, the uh, Reaper, the Grim Reaper. I, I We could just talk about that. I mean, how much time you spent on the drawing in a floorboard of the court introduction. <laughs> we, could, we could talk about that for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, I did, the Darkhold, I was pretty happy with. I, I But only because I that was organic. I think a lot of people probably also did what I anybody that listen Avengers West Coast West Coast Avengers is not like a an underground comic book anybody that reads anybody that has long boxes of comic books knows the West Coast Avengers and probably owns all of them they made a lot of them they're relatively cheap so if you read that at all I'm sure other people you know in their 40s probably also got that too yeah so. I mean I've been going through it I've, I've been really enjoying the West Coast of awesome it's so fun it's and so it's fun. it's a and cool it's like- segment because the parts that I'm reading you know you with white vision and then US yeah. agent comes into the picture and Wonderman and and so yeah. it's it's very cool like kind of what we were talking about I'm, I'm gonna yeah. hopefully finish reading it it's, I, I've, it's really it's really good i mean and the thing is i think with me at least there's a lot of pressure in comic books especially when you're really older stuff to see how stuff connects and with west coast avengers you don't have to like know a lot of history to to read it i mean you just have to know that they're kind of b-list uh superheroes i mean specifically iron man i don't think you could name another a more b-list character than Iron Pickle, Man. that one's for you my friend <laughs> it sure is it sure is um but uh, yeah, but I, I really like it. But that the I hope that's the thing is like what I really liked about it. Even though a lot of our stuff wasn't right, I like that they're really leaning towards I think West Coast Avengers. And if they did stuff like that, I think that'd be awesome. But they'd really have to get it right. West Coast Avengers is not the big budget um, superhero movies that we've seen. I mean, I like those, but West Coast Avengers is definitely like this tiny group who they never really go on missions. I don't know if you noticed that, Gunner, but they're never really on a mission. <laughs> They don't really do anything. When they do go on <laughs> missions, the real Avengers show up, which is why I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> you want to know my, uh, this is a serious prediction. Um, I think we will get a young Avengers slash West Coast Avengers in the Secret Invasion comic. I think Monica yeah. Rambeau is going to start a group of new Avengers and it's going to be all these characters that, you know, we call the young Avengers. I don't know if they'll call them the young Avengers. I don't even know that they'll call them the West coast Avengers, but it will be that group of, of uh, Kate Bishop and um, you know, all these characters that we're getting in these shows. But yeah. uh, so the only thing is, I don't know. I mean, not to, to be too controversial about it, but we'll see what Disney does with the, there's a lot of, I, I think that's the, I think it might be young Avengers might be the first introduction of openly, gay characters, I believe in Hawkling. Um, Hawkling and Wiccan, I think, are together. Um, and that's a big crux of the story. So it'd be interesting if somebody like Disney would put something like that, especially with such a, a large audience. Well, Anthony Russo like, was technically the first, he played the first openly gay character in a Marvel movie because he was he was in Endgame at the, uh, at the, uh, uh, what was Captain America doing the support group? 
He was talking about how he was out on a oh, date. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. either Joe well, or Anthony Russo. I don't remember. I don't that's know the thing. And, and we could talk about that's a whole other podcast, obviously. But we could talk about the tokens that they're throwing in there to say, hey, like, hey, we're with it too. But to really put your, put for Marvel or Disney to put their balls out there and actually do something with like Hulkling, Hulkling and Wiccan and, and, and two people that are actually in a relationship together that are superheroes. That's the cool part about Young Avengers is there's like young kids struggling with that while they're superheroes. If they did something like that, that would be huge and that would be amazing. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, yeah. we'll see if they do that. Young Avengers, they, it could be good or bad because if they, if they kind of gloss over that, like if they, if they don't really hit home with that in the Young Avengers, a lot of people would be pretty ticked off. Mm-hmm. All right. So just uh, these are the, this is my list really quickly of what we got wrong. Uh, no Mephisto, no Wonderman, no Salem Seven, no Kang, and right. last but not least, oh, Marvel doesn't like to leave loose ends. Um, that one's you're never gonna let me forget that. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't have anything else with WandaVision. All, all I'm gonna say is, uh, upon reflecting now, if we considered it like a film and put it up against the Marvel movies, it would make my top ten maybe even my top five favorite Marvel Marvel movies. That's tough. I mean, I'd have to sit there and, and really uh, hammer out that list, but I yeah. really enjoyed Wanda. And I think I like the experience of it more. I'm so glad we didn't binge it. I like talking to you about it week by week by yeah. week. Um, yeah. Though it was annoying every time you saw that stupid, please stand by sign. You're like, son of a... It's so but, short. They were so short. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, I think it wasn't that they were so short, it's that the credits were so long. It was so <laughs> The deceptive. credits were so as we, long as the episode. So long. Like, how could they be done? There's 15 more minutes. Oh, because there's 15 minutes of credits. Yeah. So. But yeah, but still very, very good. I still really, really good. I liked it a lot. I liked everything about it. If I knew now what I knew, if I knew then what I knew now, I'd still like it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just going to be a straightforward, cool show and white uh, vision's going to show up. Like, that's going to be... That's awesome. It was, it was a lot of really cool stuff. I do, I am going to say, and I, I, I know I'm coming back on the fact that we were going to be really optimistic in comparison to what a lot of people do with comic book movies, which are sort of like, I hate this, they're doing it wrong. And I don't think we did that really at all. No, but no. I, I just, I think that Agnes being the main protagonist, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. That. I mean, I, I agree, but I, I'm not going to, it's, it's, yeah, I, I think next time we see her, she will be with that person she was working for. I don't believe she was, it was Agatha all along. I think she was working with someone, and we'll find that out at a later date. I don't know if that's true. I think it was. I mean, that's, there's a song, Gunnar. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It's actually gotten pretty popular. It's it's literally the name of the song is, It Was Agatha All Along. That's, yeah, that's the name true. of the very popular song. I'm in song. denial. And, I'm in denial. And Catherine Hahn was awesome. I mean, she was great. And if she gets a breakout for this, I'm totally happy because she's, People should have been paying attention to her for a long time. She's freaking awesome. And obviously not like she's not like some indie actress. I mean, she's been in. Oh, well, yeah. Well, Giant. Movies. Right, but she but she's great. She's amazing. And yeah, I, I think she's... that she doesn't get the celebrity and kudos that she gets. But if anything, that was great that she was kind of that main person. You know, Elizabeth Olsen, I think, did uh, an unbelievable job. I cannot. I did not really like her as WandaVision and the other movies because she didn't have a lot to do. But she had a lot to do in this, and I thought Elizabeth Olsen was. Oh amazing. yeah, I thought she killed it. So I thought good. Agatha was great. I thought everyone. I loved yeah. Evan Peters once. Yeah. He was not Quicksilver, like when he was Ralph Boner, essentially. You know, chillax. You know, I just thought it, yeah. he was awesome. He um, was good. Yeah. So every everything was great about this, and. It, Every time I see her, I see uh, Catherine Hahn ring the bell and wink, my heart melts. I just fall in yeah. love with her in that scene just because I it, 
she's just awesome. I, I she really that. is. Yeah, no, she's great. So, so okay, so it's next spot, next thing we're doing, or we move into Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, in trying to figure out what this show is going to be, I think one thing we need to do, um, as predictors, as crazy as I am, is I think I'm going to pay more attention to the creators of this as opposed to the crazy actors who come out and say, oh, there's a Luke Skywalker type cameo. Uh, and oh, there's this actor I've always wanted to work with. It's myself. Like, I think if we were listening to Matt Shackman and uh, J- uh, Jack, uh, Jack Schaefer, I'm sorry. Uh, Jack Schaefer. Jack Schaefer. If we listen to them the whole time, we would uh, we would get an idea of what the show's like. And in doing some research on uh, Marcus Spellman, who is the showrunner for this, or he's the the uh, the uh, Jack Schaefer of this series. Um, I googled his name, and my first hit, I think, sums up what this show is going to be like and even the title. So this is the title of it, of the article I read. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier's Malcolm Spellman is ready to deliver an undeniably black superhero story. So I think that's where it's telling us where this is going. And here's a quote that I pulled straight from it. Um, When you start to see the direct impact that a black superhero had on my nephew... Uh, that's branded on it on my brain, Spellman notes. I believe that Falcon and Winter Soldier is a nice progression with the mantle that Black Panther director, director Ryan Coogler and Chadwick Boseman left us. I really do believe that these giant black icons are necessary, not only for black kids, for white kids to start to absorb our people as being big and heroic. So when I hear that, I think that... Um, we are definitely going to get, um, a black superhero and I'm, I'm totally fine with that. That's great. But, um, it leans into a theory that I mentioned on here a while back. Um, so I honestly, after reading that quote, I am a million percent sure that Carl Lumby of alias, um, is going to be playing Isaiah Bradley. And I think this series will also introduce us to Eli Bradley, who, of course, we know uh, is Patriot in the Young Avengers. Now, I know that there's a whole storyline in the comic where Eli was a drug addict, and mm-hmm. I don't think that will be part of it. But if you remember, Tony Stark was a big alcoholic in the comics, and yeah. they changed the story by say, by essentially making him an alcoholic, but calling it blood poisoning from the, uh, from the chest thing. So I, I'm going to, to double triple down my Wonderman This series, my Mephisto, this series is going to be Isaiah Bradley. And I'm going to say Carl Lumbee's going to play him. And for those that don't know, um, Isaiah Bradley was, uh, actually a super soldier and was the essentially the African American Captain America? Yeah. So is that? Do you think they're they're doing that? Do they, I do. do I mean, with this that? quote saying how how I mean, I don't think he's just talking about uh, Falcon, though. I do believe he is talking about Falcon. I think he's gonna he's yeah. trying to lift Falcon up. But this story, you know, I mean, I think 
he what made uh black part of what made black black panther great was all the african stuff in it all the african influences in it just because it was something that's never really been done before where i think they're gonna go in and say man there was a black captain america and he's still alive and you know it's gonna reflect on all the negative stuff that kind of went on in the comic. And I think they're going to use this Isaiah Bradley character as a way to put Falcon on the same level as some of these other, uh, you know, these other superheroes as far as, you know, I mean, granted a lot of the big main guns are gone, but uh, I think that, and I think my other, my other big prediction that I think is we will get, um, uh, to- to- Steve Rogers will get the Tony Stark treatment in this. And what I mean by that is, um, as far as how Spider-Man far from home, the biggest star of far from home was the legacy of Iron Man. And I think that this movie will definitely give that same type of treatment to the legacy of Captain America and Steve Rogers. It will be our goodbye to Steve Rogers. Um, not to say he's yeah. never going to show up cause there's all these rumors, but um, I think that this will be their attempt at saying, here's someone that you have loved for, half dozen so movies even more because steve rogers had small parts in uh homecoming and in thor the dark world so he was in a lot of movies just like iron man um though that character was in a lot of movies so i'm fine with it saying goodbye and i'm excited to see you know this whole thing about falcon being the winter soldier or being the new captain america and then u.s marshall uh being the government's choice for Captain America. And we still have Bucky yeah. out there. Um, so I think it'll be super interesting. So what are your thoughts on Man. where this story is going? Well, let me tell you, I disagree with a lot of what you said. <laughs> I don't think That's that good. they're, like they're going to do like when you talk about, you talk about the, what you're referring to when you talk about black Captain America. And I don't know if you've seen that kind of mention that they're going to revisit that. I don't, I haven't read any interviews about this at all. So I don't know if they've, they've touched on the fact that they might revisit it. It would be great. If you, I mean, require reading. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff here that you should read before uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, Truth, Red, White, and Black uh, artist is, I think the writer and artist is Kyle Baker, who Kyle Baker is one of my favorite artists ever. He actually did a King David book, uh, Gunner. That's just how I got into him. He's just phenomenal. He's super gory and he's awesome. Um, But it is about the story of, you know, uh, African-Americans were the first test subjects for the super serum. And it's very interesting. It'd be awesome if they touched on that here, but it would be really, I don't know. I mean, not that I, I definitely would be against it. I think it'd be awesome, but I, I think it'd be hard in the story dynamic to what you're saying. It'd just be hard to imagine that they're going to exist in the same series to have, um, you know, Captain America really revered the same way that Iron Man was would really be contradictory if we brought in also the truth, Red, Red, Black, because it really kind of taints the whole part about it, which is interesting is it really sort of taints the Captain America, um, mythos and and how he became it really kind of taints that and specifically the doctor i can't remember the doctor that came up with the super serum it tainted him too because he's the one that treated them as test subjects so that guy's no longer this like great guy because he did all these things and then obviously uh, you know isaiah bradley came out and he was this captain america and did that and you should read the series gunner it's awesome that's the maybe that's what i'll pick up next it's great oh my gosh it's so good really quick read too um the art is phenomenal but um 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be hard to see how those exist. And not to say that I can't do it. It'd be hard to see how those two two pieces could exist in the same series because they're so contradictory to each other. On the other side, if we're talking about, and again, I'm only going by what you said. I don't know anything out, outside of what you just talked about. If you're talking about a black superhero um, really coming into its own, if there's an all new Captain America, I think it's like six issues where um, essentially Falcon is Captain America and it's, it's exactly what they're doing here. And he's amazing at being Captain America. It's only six issues that I really liked. I don't know how long it went. It went back to regular Cap- Captain America. I don't know if you heard. People got really upset. Because Is that when Captain he went America, Hydra? Yeah, yeah, when he was Hydra. And actually, really interesting stuff. I thought that was that's what they should be doing. He was a Hydra person, and um, he'd been brainwashed. He was Hydra the whole time, and they connected all these It was Hydra all along. That was, man, that'd be great if they just kept doing that <laughs> song with who it was every series. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so he was absolutely a with Sam Wilson was Captain America, and you think like, well, how could he be Captain America because he's not he's just a regular dude, and that's what made him awesome. Like the flying was just integrated really well. It was just a lot of cool stuff, and I hope Anthony Mackie, you know, definitely it's his due. I mean, he's he's a very good actor too. It'd be really cool um, if you got like the Captain Han treatment where he kind of showed up and everybody you know realizes what a great guy he is because he would be a fantastic superhero i think he'd be really really good at playing this version of falcon as captain america that series was awesome uh i was not expecting it to be good falcon's a terrible character like it's just in the comic books he's a terrible character he's definitely just kind of throwaway he's sort of this like background he's like a he's a grown man but he's sort of uh robin to captain america's batman especially in like the 70s issue i mean luke cage is definitely a better representation of african-american heroes but in this, he really comes into his own and doesn't get superhero, doesn't get superpowers, isn't all of a sudden invulnerable, and isn't Captain America just a regular dude being Captain America, and it's great. I definitely recommend that. So I think I think that's what they mean. Just going by what you said, I haven't read anything else about it, and I I don't know that I hate either scenario. If either of us are right, I think it's still good. Um, but more than anything, if anything comes of it, read those two comics because they're go they're both awesome. They're both really really good. Um, I, I think I really like that it's going to do more of that, um, more of really featuring the Falcon, because I think that the Winter Soldier story, especially if we're looking at the comic books, his story has been told and like told, uh, as much as it can be told. Winter Soldier is just Bucky who died. He came back and then he becomes in the comic books. He is Captain America for a while too. And it's really boring. Like he's basically just always uses a gun and is always telling people, People are trying to get him to like jump in front of bullets or stop a train, and he just keep his whole entire line in the comic books, which is the only funny part about it is, yeah, I, I can't do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't. That's all. Like, hey man, can you can you jump in front of this and like pick this train up? Like, no, 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 I can't do that. And they really can't do that piece in this because we've seen that Bucky's actually really strong too. Um, so that dynamic of the human, the human factor with Sam and being like the Falcon Captain America. I hope that's what they're talking about, but I definitely won't be disappointed if they revisit, man, such an interesting take that Kyle Baker did on, you know, the testing that they did with Captain America. That would be awesome if they did that. That would be amazing. And I would love, I would like that series more. Um, I I just don't, I mean, again, it goes back to the ballsiness of Disney. I just don't think they're going to do that. I'd be shocked. That'll be interesting. So, yeah. All right. So I got a list of the characters that we know that are confirmed to be in the series. Again, I didn't put, um, I didn't put, uh, 
Isaiah or Eli Bradley on here. Um, but I thought we could kind of talk about them and uh, talk, if you want to give us a quick uh, brief this version of their story. I, I could tell their MCU story. Maybe you want to tell me what's different about their comic version. So, for example, Falcon, um, uh, Sam in the MCU, he was a uh, he was just a soldier in the Air Force, I believe. Was it the Air Force? Um, he was a para, he was yeah. a para rescue, um, and he worked at the uh, you know worked with ex uh, soldiers and trying to rehabilitate them back to the world. Um, and he becomes friends with Captain America. And because of that friendship, eventually he gets sucked into the, he helps them out and gets sucked into the whole uh, winter soldier storyline where they're yeah. trying to stop Bucky. And then from that, he actually becomes an official Avenger. Um, and, we know he gets dusted and we know he comes back and that's where we are here. So I know you've mentioned Sam Wilson a bit so far this podcast, but is there anything else about Sam that uh, we need to know maybe comic wise, how his character is a little different? I, I mean, it's a lot different than what he was in the comic book. I mean, he definitely holds his own in the movies. And I think, I think in the comic book now, you know, Falcon dates back, I think he's seventies. He might be, he's early seventies. I, I don't, don't quote me on that, but um, he shows up in the seventies. And again, I think, um, you know, Marvel's actually surprisingly diverse. I mean, black Panther actually came out before the actual black Panthers, which is cool. And then, you know, Falcon came in and, and he was his African American superhero and he was, he was pretty cool I, by our, but today's standards probably would be a little um, definitely exploit, ex- exploitive, but I, I, I think he was cool except that in the comic books, he just was a dude that worked at the VA and he just, I think he was just given some wings, like not like training with them. He's like, I think at some point someone just said, Hey, you should try these wings. And then he just started flying, but <laughs> it was, he was more of an alter. He had an alter ego. Like he would always have to hide or jump out a window and he was just doing something at VA and like, Oh no, I got to be Falcon right now. And then he would fly off. Um, the other thing that's in the comic books that I'm glad they did not pick up is he has a really uh, bizarre relationship with an actual Falcon. In the Red comic wing. Book. It is uncomfortable. It is, <laughs> it is it is uncomfortable in some issues. And you, I think just some writers maybe didn't know how to do it, but making Red Wing kind of a throwaway robot in like in um in I think it was Civil, Civil War, War yeah. Civil War, yeah. And then you never see that thing again. Totally fine. Totally fine. I don't <laughs> P- like the it was kind of weird part. though in Civil War, where it's like pet the bird, pet the bird. I'm not gonna yeah. talk to that. Let me tell you, man, there's some issues. And I think there's like, I think I saw something on like, I think I saw something Instagram or something where they just did like cuts of, of Sam Wilson being super weird with the bird. He's super weird with that bird <laughs> comic books. So I'm glad it's just like a throwaway, a robot, but uh, you know, I, I think he's a much better character in this situation, much better character in the movies than it is in the comic books, especially when you compare it to like the old 70s stuff. Nice. And uh Bucky Barnes, uh, obviously the winter soldier in the MCU it's different. I know uh, in the comics I found out reading West coast Avengers that he was like captain America's ward, like his kid sidekick, which I never knew that, which is kind of interesting. But, uh, uh, so Bucky is cap's best friend. He is the person that, that, uh, Steve Rogers wants to be, he wants to be a Bucky 
because he wants to go off and fight in the war. And, and he's such the, they kind of switched roles. If you think about it, where he's the small skinny kid, uh, to Bucky's beefy soldier guy. Um, and so we think he dies, which let's be honest. I don't think anyone thought he died in the first Captain America no. movie. No. Um, and then he came back as a brainwashed super soldier. Uh, so he has, does he have the same soap super soldier serum as Captain America? Is it the same serum or is it just a, a knockoff of it? Oh man, that is a stumper. I can't remember. I, I mean, when he came back as winter soldier, I don't know. Th- you know, in the comic books, he's not a super soldier at all. He's oh, really? just a guy with us. He's just a, a spy. It's like a real, he's just like a covert kind of spy. Like that's the whole, like I said, when he was, he played Captain America in the comic books, when he was actually Captain America, he had a gun and had no superpowers. They just kept on mentioning that he couldn't literally do anything. And that cybernetic arm, you know, I think it came, that Winter Soldier sort of came on the tail end of cybernetics being in everything. I mean, Cable was huge in the 90s when he came in with his cybernetic arm and then everybody had cybernetic arms. It didn't, I don't think he had like super strength or anything attributed to that in the old Ed Brubaker comics. He was just kind of a covert, kind of uh, black bag spy person. Um, in the comic books. Nice. So he just, he, he wasn't like a superhero at all. What I will say though, is that, I mean, there's a huge difference. Again, the movie version, I think is much better. The movie version is based a little bit on Ed Brubaker's reimagining when he did winter soldier. And it sort of looked, it sort of ret- retconned the Bucky kind of history and, and really said, Oh, you know, really put Bucky as a soldier too, as, as kind of just a, a aggressive, an aggressive soldier. He was really just more like a, when you compare him to Robbins, he was more like a Jason Todd of Robbins where he was just always really going off hack cocked and doing stuff he shouldn't. Um, and then, you know, he, he died and funny enough, and, and this is something that probably nobody cares about uh, t- Jason Todd and Bucky were the, this long running joke of two people in comic books that didn't come back. It was years before either of them came back. Bucky way longer, you know, Bucky died, I think in the forties and then didn't come back until I think that, uh, Ed Brubaker story was written in like early two thousands, early two thousands. Oh, it's that long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a while ago. So he came back. That's when he came back. So he was gone for a long time and they never brought him up, never mentioned, never came back. Um, and then Ed Brubaker brought him back as winter soldier and it was super cool because he just hadn't done that before. And then ironically, Jason Todd was the other Robin that never came back. He also came back as um, the Red Hood. So they're both back now. And, and that's what happens in comics. No one's ever dead. Um, but yeah, the Bucky comic before Ed Brubaker was, was just Robin. He was just Robin, which made no sense. It was just real stupid. It was funny because you had like Captain America punching Hitler. And then for no reason, a kid was there, um, which didn't make any sense. But yeah, the new one, especially... Um, the Winter Soldier take, you know, that's been written recently. I, I like that one a lot better. And I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think uh, Sebastian Stan is a great actor. I think that w- I hope he gets more because I think when he was funnier, him and Anthony Mackie's relationship was funnier, and hopefully he gets more of a personality in this. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to Baron Helmut Zemo. And oh. I just the only thing I want to mention is his great storyline where he. Uh, Let's just say he sent a spy by the name of Simon Williams to infiltrate the Avengers. And uh, that's great. Avengers number nine. Um, But in the MCU, uh, he was Sokovian and 
upset that his whole family died during the Battle of Sokovia. And his uh, revenge was to break up the Avengers. And I don't know. I think my favorite scene with him was the end of the movie where he he's in prison and uh, uh, what's his name? Everett Ross, who was uh, Martin Freeman, oh, yeah. where he's yeah. like, how's it feel to fail? He goes, did I fail? Did I? Which yeah. is awesome because no, he totally succeeded. Yeah, so, absolutely. He did everything he wanted to do. It all worked out, which was great. So tell me about Helmut Zemo in the comics. Man, let me tell you, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, he's he's as old. I mean, he's been around for a really long time. I think he's a Nazi. I don't know. All right, <laughs> I, I we'll, we'll move on then. I'm excited. I mean, he's a cool looking character. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't. If he they made an action figure of him, I wouldn't buy it. I'll tell you that. But. Uh, <laughs> He's cool. We'll see. I think he's better. It's the other one. I think he's better than the movies. But in the comic books, and I could be totally wrong. You know, people listening to this probably know more about it. In the comic books, he seemed like a knockoff Red Skull. Like if you, if you, he wore, the, he's Purple Skull because he had the purple mask. It's just Purple Skull. Like they just made another Red Skull. And I'm sure his story's deeper. Whatever. I'm sure there's great issues with him. Um, but if you're reading like a Captain America story, you want to see Red Skull. And if you get Baron Zemo, like, ah, well, I guess I'll I'll pick up. I'll pick it up later. <laughs> like I just don't really care. But I, I think the the storyline, the the storyline about uh, him having a good reason for being a villain, I'm always behind that. So I mm-hmm. think that this Baron Zemo, if I had to vote better version, I think the the movie version is better here too. All right. So here's another uh, here's another character who we will find out uh, his uh, background is his MCU version, but that is U.S. Agent. Why don't you tell us a little bit about U.S. Agent? Yeah, U.S. Agent's a dick. He's the biggest dick, and he's the worst. <laughs> I, t- I remember when you told me that, I think when you told me that U.S. Agent was in there, I think that's what I responded like, that guy's a dick. And he is a he's just such a douchebag in West Coast Avengers, like not in a funny way, not in any redeemable quality. He's just like this fascist douchebag, and that's his character. Well, and yeah, I mean, the only thing I got enough. from reading those stories is, Essentially, the government sent him to be the leader of the Avengers, and now Hawkeye's all pissy. He's like, "Who's the leader of the Avengers? West Coast Avengers?" And everyone's mad at him, and he's a jerk, yeah. just like you said. So, yeah, um, I think jerk. I don't know that I don't think he's going to be uh, in the place of like I don't think he's going to be in charge of Falcon and Bucky, like in in the comics, I think he is going to be, it seems to me just from the trailer. That's all I see. It's like the one shot of the trailer, but I have a feeling that he's going to be more of the pre Captain America, Captain America, when he was knocking out Hitler and, and dancing, selling bonds. Like that's what I think us agents going to be. I think he's just going to be more of a publicity head, you know, the, yeah, the, the face so. like of not have superpowers. Like he won't have superpowers. Exactly. Yeah, Unless being cool. a dick is a superpower. <laughs> I hope he isn't. I mean, there's part of me. Like, I hope he's a douchebag. I really do. But he is like no redeemable quality, like fascist, absolute douchebag. And I can't remember. I don't think he was introduced when, um, John Byrne was doing the West coast Avengers, but it was sort of along those lines, but he, they, they kept him on the team. Like he was this like total ass. And he was on the team all the time. And everything he did was just like a dick move. Well, and he I, I mean, joined he like, the Avengers right around White Vision. Like, 
Yeah, he yeah. went there to make sure that because Vision like took control of all the nuclear weapons or something. And he was kind of yeah. sent to make sure that Vision didn't step out of line, essentially. Well, that's it's sort of that's where the, the connection is with WandaVision is I think he went there because Vision was categorized in that. I believe that's when they categorized Vision as like a weapon mm-hmm. when he could do all that. And he was there to like kind of go over the, among other things. But it basically, it was that Hawkeye couldn't control the team because now there were too there was too much of an impact. But I mean, you make fun of Hawkeye. It was Hawkeye's team, man. That was his team, and it was his house. And he, and then all of a sudden, U.S. agent was there, and he was a man. He was a douchebag. He's the worst. Nice. Sorry, moving on. Okay, so the, I just got a couple characters that are returning that I think we don't have to go into deep, uh, okay. deepness. But if you got anything to say about him, one is Sharon Carter, who in the comics is what Agent Thirteen is that her name in the comics? Yep. Yeah. So uh, I only know about her is that, I mean, she's in the later comics. I know that um, when Captain America, I, th- I believe when he was like the, when he was Hydra, he like captured her. I think she, in the comic books, she's a lot older than, she's not older than Captain America, but she's, you know, physically old, older in appearance and physically she's older than Captain America. She's like in her like 60s, I think, for some reason. I don't know that much about her. I haven't read, I don't read newer Captain America. And uh, if in the MCU, if you, depending on your theory of what happened when Captain America went to return the stones, he may have made out with his niece. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that would um, be great. So the only other character that's coming back, uh, which I don't know how much you know about this character, is Bartok the, the Leaper. Familiar with him at all? Oh. Okay, well, he was, uh, I guess he's a comic character that was in Winter Soldier, when they were in the like the, one of the first scenes when they uh, attacked oh, that ship, yeah, yeah. he was the guy, guy that would like jump and punch. So he's apparently going to be back in this. Um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, one big prediction, which I don't know if you want to get into this, if you know anything, but Aaron Kellerman, who is, uh, did you see Solo? Oh, yeah, yeah. She was Infus Nest, the like bounty hunter that was kind of chasing them the whole time, the woman. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She great. plays like it seems like one of the big antagonists in this, and the word around the campfire is she is a female version of the character Flag Smasher. You familiar with Flag Smasher? No. So yeah, it's something that maybe want to look up. But apparently, Flag Smasher is uh, it was a man, and he was a super villain who just wanted to to take away um, like. Make get rid of like I, even I have never seen it. this character in my entire life. But he like, wanted I'm to this up. get rid of like countries, so you wouldn't be an American. You would just be like of Earth, something like that. From what I read, um, so I don't know if she's gonna be the flag smasher of her group is the flag smashers, but uh, that's yeah. that's the big word around the campfire. So that's a I've never seen this character in my entire life, not once, okay. never. <laughs> So last thing I thought we could talk about, Chris, is I've got uh, some names of some characters that I okay. thought I would run by you and get your take on whether or not we will see them in this series. So um, so my thoughts on this, again, um, like Civil War, this is a Captain America. Uh, to me, this is Captain America 4. Um, I kind of wish it was called Captain America. Um and just Captain America is Falcon. Um, but um, 
you know, so as being a Captain America four, I got I got a list of some characters that I'm curious um, your thought on whether or not we'll see them. So let's start off first. Thunderbolt Ross. Do you think he will show up in Winter Soldier or uh, I'm sorry, in Falcon? And yeah, Winter Soldier? no, that's a good one. I think that's a good call. I could see that. I could absolutely see that. Yeah, I I I think so too. And I know, um, I know a prediction. It's not mine. I've I've seen this other place, seen this written and stuff. Um, one theory is that you know eventually he's going to get his team of the Thunderbolts. Um, which I believe in the comic. I don't know if you're familiar with Thunderbolts, but isn't it a group yeah. of like supervillains that he got mm-hmm. to convince the world were the new Avengers? And yeah. it kind of turned on him. But so people are saying that Zemo is going to be like the guy that's putting together the quote unquote Thunderbolts or they're his version of yeah. it. So. I mean, they're a little suicide squatty a little bit um, in the comic book, at least. So it'd be interesting to see if they're going to differ if they do that, how they differentiate them. I mean, it's not James Gunn fun stuff. Uh, you know, they're not they're not as fun as the Suicide Squad, but sort of the same. Um I don't know, man. I, I think Thunderbolt Ross for sure, but I don't. I'm burned by WandaVision. I'd be surprised if they if we see a bunch of introductions to new people like like the outside of Baron Zemo. I don't. I, oh yeah, no, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think we're gonna see a Thunderbolt in this series, but maybe lay the yeah. groundwork, kind of how in uh, Captain or an Iron Man. Sam Jackson showed up and said, I'm putting, you know, I'm putting a team together. So yeah. I don't know if it's something like that, but also Thaddeus Ross, I see. Yeah. Uh, he could be in because technically Bucky and Falcon and possibly Sharon Carter are all kind of fugitives. If you think about it yeah, for disobeying oh. the, so maybe that'll show up. I don't know. So. Yeah. Are they, but yeah, but, so maybe he'll show up and, you know, kind of just put some closure on that storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're right. So I do think we'll see him how big or small his role is. I don't think he will be in when I say multiple. I don't think we're going to see him every week. He might make a cameo. Yeah. But uh, here's another person that is in a Captain America movie. And I talked about him earlier, but Everett Ross, no relation to Thunderbolt Ross. Martin Freeman's that? character. You know, how do you feel that you failed the agent who was? Oh, yeah. No, I think that's a good one. I think he'll definitely be. Uh, yeah, I think you'd have to be. I mean, I think it depends. You're on, about- it, it honestly depends on how Zemo is getting out of prison. <laughs> I mean, because right now he is yeah. in prison with Everett Ross. And I'm assuming he's gonna- super. He's super caught. No, you're absolutely right. How he gets out of prison is going to be huge because someone's going to have to let him out. And that's the introduction we're talking about. Someone has to let him out of prison. There's no way he just figures out to escape. Because, I mean, unless there's a huge character shift, he has no interest in escaping. His job is done. Yeah. So maybe Ross will go to him and say, hey, I'll bust you out of here, but I want you to help me put a team together. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I hope so. But, man, that is um, that is that's a little um, suicide squatty. Is yeah. All. all right. Here's one. I'm think it's a long shot, but are we going to see white vision in this? Oh, oh, by the way, I did read an article. This is taking place six months after Endgame, So essentially six months after WandaVision. So oh. having said Wait, that, is that, right? Is in game? That's was, what game was. I thought Endgame was a couple months before. No, you're, you're right. Cause Endgame, she like basically walked. Are you three saying weeks, she walked off the three weeks oh, okay. after Endgame was WandaVision. 
And six week, six months after Endgame, I believe, is Falcon and Winter Soldier. I believe okay. that's where the time Okay, is. and that's good to know. Okay. Will White Vision show up in this? I'm going to say yes, Gunner. Really? Yes. Wow. I think so. I think they're not going to... Man, I don't know. What would he do? I mean, that's the only question. What would he do? You know, he doesn't really like, hey, everybody, I'm Vision. Okay, bye. Like, what would he do? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he would do. I mean, unless they start putting a team together, I think that we don't see him. I don't know. I think if we don't see him until they start putting young Avengers together, but I, and I hope that's what he does. Like he gets his yeah. kids and he starts putting young Avengers together, like in the comic book. So I'm going to say, yeah, you know, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to say no, because it doesn't make any sense. We don't know what he would do. All right. Here's one that is just interesting. So in, uh, infinity war and Endgame, um, when Thanos and Black Widow made their sacrifices at the uh, on Vormir, is it possible that Red Skull's uh, banishment there is over? And if so, will we see Red Skull in this series? No, because the actor who played Red Skull isn't going to do it. Like, Not they can, true, they can because they've replaced him with the guy from Walking Dead, who is now Red Skull. So, yeah, I know they can get away with that in the short run, but I think they're not gonna. I would be surprised if they use him in any, any longer term. I mean, him's kind of skulking behind a shadow and barely talking. They can replace him. I mean, I thought it was seamless. I did not know the difference until I was I, I read it. But I think putting him as an actual main villain or showing up, unless it, I, I don't know, I don't think they would do that. I think that'd be risky. I think it would look bad. I mean, but they did. Although you know, they did it with the. They did it with. Um, um, sorry, War Machine. I mean, they did it with War Machine, and that was bad. And we didn't. But here's the thing: like, it, I so. don't think you know the difference, unless what, you don't think I do. Or no, you no, 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 no. I mean, and and I don't think that. I bet you, if you pulled a hundred people, ninety nine percent of them would not notice that that wasn't. I know, the, I know, but I think that's just because it was such a, sh- a short. You barely saw him. Like if you put him, I mean, if you had him do like a scene Richard by scene Mark comparison, Warren, I think that's his Mission, name. Okay, if you had him do a scene Something by scene Mark comparison Warren. with what's his name from the Matrix, I think he would tell it. Uh, be like, wow, that's not the same guy. I don't know. I I just think I don't know, man. They don't really revisit. Like I've said before, they don't really revisit villains as villains. You know, like they Loki shows up a lot, but he's not a villain anymore. And obviously, Thanos showed up a bunch. But he didn't show up as a villain. Well, yeah, he so. showed up leading to his his villain. Right, 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 right. So I don't. Th- they're not using like as far as main protagonists. They don't repeat that. So it'd be it it'd be a first time if they did. I guess. Okay. Well, here's one that's interesting because okay. they have appeared several times um, in different iterations in Captain America movies. There is an evolution in this character in the Captain America movies. Will we see Arnim Zola in the series? Who is that? The, who that is. He was the guy that eventually in Winter Soldier he put his mind in the computer. Oh, oh, um, because in the yeah, comics yeah. he's like an android with that computer face. Yeah. Will yeah, we yeah. finally that see that awesome. version of Zola? Man, that would be cool. I never thought about that. That would be great. That I hope so. 
I don't know, but I like that part. Man, Winter Soldier is a great movie. But Winter Soldier super is cool. great. Yeah, that is. You, so basically, but you basically saw his his face on the screen. Are you saying they're gonna dig up that bomb site where they were, and then I'm saying if they make an android body, just put a flash yeah. drive that's backed up somewhere with the no. Zola program. No, no, no. I think what they have to do is they take that TV, they pop on some legs, they pop on some arms. He walks around like that. <laughs> they don't. No, I don't want to make him like. They're not gonna like. Let's make him a robot. They're gonna grab because that's how he is in the books he's a crappy tv for no reason at all they give him arms and legs and they don't give him a head like that's, that's, <laughs> he is crane essentially he is yeah that, that's what they should do it's doesn't it, and the comic books make no sense like why wouldn't they just let him have a head he could just have a head and they don't i hope they do that it's funny okay no i hope th- i hope so he's good okay and if we take uh you know uh hawkeye's retirement serious and we realize that uh you know, Thor's off world that kind of leaves us really with only one Avenger left. Will we see Rhodey James road in this series? Yes, absolutely. Will it be Terrence Howard? Man, no. <laughs> that, that would be funny. No, no it would way. not. Cause no, I can, I would. That's the one that I'm definitely sure of. We're definitely going to see Don Cheadle for sure. Because my There's big no problem, way. and it wasn't even a big problem, but what bothered me was when after you established the Avengers, when they wouldn't get together, like Iron Man three. Why wouldn't the Avengers show up at that? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you know, well, they they answered that in the timeline because all the Avengers were doing their other things in those other movies. Yeah, and that's a lot true. Of yeah. So I mean, Marvel's always really cool about that. Like it, that's Marvel invented that. Uh, Jim uh, Stanley invented that where. Uh, you know, in DC Comics, they would just like Batman did his thing, Superman did his thing. And I, I know I've talked about this before. Stan Lee was like, well, if Spider-Man's flying around New York, he's going to run into the Fantastic Four. And he didn't make it like a mashup. He would just have the Fantastic Four in like the background. And you'd see Spider-Man flying in the background? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. It was, it's so smart, yeah. All right, last one. Will we see Steve Rogers himself? E- either Old Man Cap or will we see Yes. Him? We're going to have to. He didn't die. He didn't die as an old man. So maybe they're bearing. I think they're burying him. I bet that's what they're doing. I bet it starts off at the funeral for Steve Rogers. That's what I think is going to happen. Interesting. Uh, I didn't have this question, but we'll, we'll end with this. Um, okay. Wait, wait, wait. You forgot one more person who oh. I think is showing up. Who's that? Not, it's uh, it's uh, Clay Benet. I think it's, I think that's how you say it. Do you know who he's playing? No. He's a, playing a character. He's, he's supposedly playing a character in the MCU called Battlestar. Oh, I did. I saw a picture of him next to Anthony Mackie. I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't familiar with Battlestar, but yeah, it's. Uh, I. I can't. I think he gets. Uh, I think he gets the super. I think he gets the super serum. I believe. Um, but he was in the Urban Commandos. Um, I can't remember what his powers are. I don't know anything about it, but you're I right. I did those, hear that he was, I think he's Battlestar is going to go in. I think he, he does have some kind of superpowers. He's Oh, he's a gymnast. He's a gymnast. They love making him gymnast. <laughs> um, so I think it sounds like what's going to happen. And maybe this happens with us agent. There's going to be a bunch of people trying to be superheroes. Like it could be that thing where people start mimicking superheroes and try to be themselves. Maybe we'll see a bunch of that because that would explain us agent. And then it would then explain Battlestar um, maybe we see more of that stuff, but yeah, I, I I've heard Battlestar is going to be in there. Do you think, I don't know anything about think it. we'll see any mutants in this? No. 
Good. Yeah, I don't think I'm so not getting either. my hopes up anymore. No. <laughs> I don't know when those mutants are coming. Uh, not soon enough. Last but not least, uh, Avengers Endgame, we saw Thanos destroy Cap Shield. And when he came back, uh, he gave that said shield to, gave a shield to yeah. uh, Sam. What yeah. is that shield? Is it made out of vibranium? What is the deal with that shield? What's the deal with the shield? I think that he went back in time, right? And maybe grabbed it from a different time zone. I mean, from a, they don't explain it. Like, he, did he have it when he left? Like, did he? Did no, Captain he had Mjolnir. <laughs> or as Cat uh, Denning called it, Mjolnir. Well, I mean, that's because Darcy like, had the best pronunciations. I think, I think that they're going to, I don't know. I think that that might've been a kind of a dropped uh, thing. I think that they just like forgot that it was destroyed or he picked it up from an alternate timeline. That's what it was. And, it, you know, if he came back and, and found uh, Peggy Carter, like he probably, like he, what probably happened, what obviously happened is Captain America fell in the water. Peggy Carter went home, thought he was dead. And then he showed up like, Hey Peggy, how's it going? And then at some point, you know, Tony Stark or uh, Tony Stark's Howard dad, Stark. Howard Stark. Howard Stark's still around. So who knows if he made another one or had another one laying around. I don't know. If they pick it up, it's just a different timeline. So I pitched this idea once on another podcast. Um, a And I'm not going to get crazy into this theory, but I pitched an idea for a Captain America movie. It was called Origins of S.H.I.E.L.D. And essentially it introduced us to the mutants and uh, it brought in the first ever Avengers team where essentially Steve Rogers uh, went under the mantle of uh, Captain Britain because uh, was it Brian Braddock? Is that Captain Britain? They referenced yeah. that oh. name in Endgame. So my yeah. my theory is that that was Captain America and that was the name he used. And he, he got together a team to fight these enhanced individuals and in this story, and my first Avengers team was, uh, he went and got Ant-Man, Hank Pym, Janet Van Dyme. He got Goliath, which was, uh, 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 what's his name? A de-aged Cowboy Curtis. What's his name? Guy from the Matrix. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, the android Human Torch. Because Human Torch was in the first Captain America movie. Um and then that was their team. And while on this quest, they ran into a mutant. They ran into the uh, Weapon X. And they found this, this substance called Antimantium. And that's where they made, they forged him a new shield out of Antimantium. But here's something oh. that may or may not mean anything. So back when Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to air which was in maybe the fall last year. I can't, I'm trying to remember when it was. Maybe it was the summer. No, it was before that. I think it was in the fall, right around the time it was supposed to launch before COVID shut it down. Uh, and this is going to make me sound stupid. Fortnite released a Captain America skin. So you could play Fortnite as Captain oh, America. Okay. And the pickaxe that you could get was Captain America's shield. But when you looked at the shield, it was called the Proto Animantium Shield. So I don't know if that's going to come up in this series, but I think 
somewhere in the past he got a forged adamantium shield because in the comics his no. shield is made from adamantium. <laughs> no. Nope. No. No. Uh, in the comic book, it's, it's not. Uh, in the comic books, it's vibranium. I don't think it's adamantium. I thought I always thought it was. You could be right. I mean. Listen, there's probably been a lot of those shields. At one point, Captain America has an energy shield. It's so stupid. Um, so maybe it, I, you could be, maybe you're right. You could be right. I thought it was always vibranium, but I could be just, I could have retconned myself. So maybe I just, I, I replaced it with vibranium because of the movies. But I, I thought it was not, I think that was the deal because Wolverine's, Wolverine's claws, I thought for a long time, were the only things made of adamantium, but I could be wrong. But that would be awesome. I think it might just be dropped. I, I don't know. I, I, I it's interesting they didn't bring that up, but maybe they explore that. I don't know. Yeah. I just found it interesting that they went out of their way to say proto-adamantium shield. Um, so, all right, Chris. Well, we're going to wrap here. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Falcon Winter Soldier? Any other predictions, theories, hopes that you have for this show? No, no theories, no predictions. I just think it's going to be, I don't know. I'm, I'm still down with the Marvel Universe. I think I'm not going to, I'm predicting that I'm not going to like Eternals. But I think until Eternals comes out, we're going to be happy with the stuff that comes out. I was um, most excited it. about this um, until yeah. I saw that WandaVision trailer. Fun. Yeah, I think this is going to be great. Um, so I think it's going to be like 80s, like back in the day when 80s TV shows were action t- TV shows. I think it's going to obviously a much bigger, more extravagant version of that. But I'm thinking like MacGyver. Remember MacGyver, Gunner? Did you ever watch MacGyver? Of course. What was that? Uh, the uh, Jake and the Fat Man? Jake and the Fat Man, little A-Team. It's going to be stuff like that. What was that? Falcon and or uh, a Scarecrow and Mrs. Finch? Scarecrow and Mrs. King. That's, you old bat. That is not the same at all. I cannot believe you. I don't like, even oh, know yeah, it. Actually, all I know is my mom used to watch that. I have no yeah, idea. I bet she did that and Cagney and Lacey. Like, that is not what I was talking about at all. That would be awesome. <laughs> so we are actually going to do something a little different this week. Like I said, I'm going on vacation. So we are going to try to record at three in the morning. Um, We're going to watch this show and give our immediate reaction. So it's not going to be as because spoiler alert, uh, peek behind the curtains. When we do our show, we do it Sunday mornings. And by that time I have done hours of research I have watched the show three times, and one of those times is literally frame by frame by frame, analyzing, Googling every license plate and every character name. Um, so this first episode is not going. We're not going to have time to do all that. It'll just be kind of a fresh, raw reaction, which is is kind of interesting. I think it's it's cool. Um, and uh, next week we will uh, we should be back to our regular time. So. We will yep. see where we go from here. Honestly, I don't think this show is going to be like WandaVision with the crazy theories and everything. It doesn't seem like... It seems more of just a fun Jake and the Fat Man ride. <laughs> <laughs> Scarecrow and Mrs. You're, King. You're, you're a fun Jake and the Fat Man ride. <laughs> so can I be the Scarecrow and you can be Mr. King? Since I'll be... It's Miss, Miss, yeah, I think it would have to be. Well, you're not Mrs. Mrs. What, well, can your wife be my co-host and I can be Scarecrow and she can be Mrs. King? Did she take your no, last I don't name? Wanna, I don't want to give the impression that she took my last name. No, I don't I don't own her. She told me that so many times. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be your Mrs. King. I don't care. The, just the, just uh, Well, we do have matching terrible. haircuts, which we talked yeah. about uh, off air. No, we so. won't. Yeah, we won't <laughs> talk about that on air. <laughs> 
All right, guys. All right. So we will be back. Um, and I plan on hopefully releasing that show Friday as well. Maybe we'll go no editing. We'll go a nod to your other podcast and just release it live. Like, I would right love to then. see you do that. I love no editing. I love it. Mistakes are great. Although I have definitely taken advantage of the editing here. I screw up a lot. <laughs> and I leave some of them in. I know, I know you do. You sure do. And people <laughs> complain to me about it. And I'm like, well, it's, I don't, I don't want to be rude. Sometimes I feel cause like you'll call someone by the wrong name and I'll catch it. And I'm yeah. like, do I say something or do I not? I don't want to piss them yeah. off. Um, and then no, I don't no, say fine. anything. And then people will hit me up and complain to me. Like you guys keep saying the wrong name. I don't like, you called Mephisto Loki you- like 40 times. And I, I love just it. I don't care. Leaving it. I, think it's I don't know. It's fine. I don't <laughs> care. I always get named wrong. I do that in the, on my podcast too. I name things wrong all the time. And the best thing is in comic book stuff, people get so pissed. Like you be Loki. I don't care. That's great. <laughs> I, don't, I, I love getting it wrong. Well, speaking of your podcast, Chris, where can our listeners find you? I am back on the harder brunch this Sunday. I'm there every Sunday. I took a month off. So, um, which I'll tell you what the show really suffered. Uh, but I'm back, <laughs> back, I'm back on Harder Brunch every Sunday. It's just me and my buddy, uh, Dyke Michaels, talking to comedians or local service industry. Um, we had a bit of a scandal with BrewDog Brewing in Indianapolis, Gunner. I don't know if you've heard of BrewDog at all, um, but they're they're internet, they're global. They're based out of Scotland, I believe. But locally, there was a bit of a scandal with people they terminated, and, and Bridget Horan actually used to work there. Yeah, so yeah. Harder Brunch actually got the exclusive on a pretty big story. Um, uh, regarding BrewDog and their kind of their termination practices. So definitely check it out. Um, you know, I, I talk about that show all the time. I think that the people that I work with are really, really good and it really shows in the stuff we we put out. And I, and I, I would encourage anybody, you could really just check any episode of our show. And if you like it, I think you'll love it. And if you don't, I don't care. That's all. Nice. You want an exclusive from me? No. What would I, exclusive <laughs> on what? I got exclusive <laughs> announcement that I will throw out here first. Here? You have an announcement well, I have an here? announcement. I will do it here. Wait, you're here now, man. You're going to yeah, oh, give what, our what listeners a little peek. <laughs> okay, what is it? All right. Uh, very, very soon, within the next couple weeks, we're bringing back our Twin Peaks podcast. And oh. we, we've recorded a couple episodes. We got a, a, new, a fresh virgin, someone that's never watched the series before. So oh, yeah. we are actually going to start... We have two episodes that we recorded three years ago and never aired. Um, like okay. I said, the show just kind of abruptly ended, and I kept thinking oh, I'm going to go cancel it, close my my subscription to it. And every time I go, there'll be like 500 downloads. I'm like, why? The show really- hasn't been on for three years, and we're still getting tons of downloads. So I'm like, you know, I talked with Pickle and Kelly, and they're coming back, and uh we decided to bring it back. So the first, we're going to have an announcement episode, which is coming out on, in probably like two weeks. Um, and then from there, we're going to release the two episodes that we have aired, which are <laughs> the finale of our Twin Peaks to return. So if you watch Twin Peaks to return, um, you want to see Pickle Suicidal? Listen to that episode. Um, and then we did an episode six months later where we kind of came back together after six months to talk about it. And both those shows are edited and ready to go. And they just, like I said, the, the, the show, my mother-in-law passed and it just never got uh, finished. And we recorded a, we recorded a bunch of stuff. We just, it never, the rest of that process just struggled. We were really good about 
getting together after we watched it. Like that was the one thing that we were good at. It's just the rest of the time I had no time to sit there and edit it and do all that stuff. So I'm excited because um, this show has really inspired me, Chris, and we are going to do it weekly. Um, That's that's awesome. That's a really good idea for a show, like having like a cult classic show. I mean, Twin Peaks is, is is a good one, but I mean, any like, and we're doing, we're, uh, we are, about a quarter, maybe we're almost halfway through. We're doing a lost rewatch podcast as well. So that, yeah, I mean, that's going great. The numbers are amazing and we've got, it's fun. Like it's fun because again, that's kind of, we have uh, a, the, the backstory behind that is I had a, a, a friend that uh, we would always talk about lost. I don't know if you remember my friend, Jesse, I worked in the movie yeah. theater with him. So we would talk, I mean, soon as lost was on, we would do my first ever podcast. We just would never record it. Um, and then, uh, so I always said, I'm going to do this lost rewatch podcast with Jesse. And then I met these other friends through a different, uh, in a movie club, <laughs> watch movies and discuss it. Wow. It's like a podcast without recording it. Um, and one day there were these three guys on and we were just talking and I started talking about lost. And I'm like, I've always wanted to do it. I, you know, get a guy that loves lost and a guy that hated lost and a guy that's never seen lost. And the one guy's like, I really liked lost. Oh, I often hated it. You know, he's like, I've never seen it. I'm like, well, crap on a biscuit. This is kind of perfect. So, uh, yeah. we started this podcast months ago and we, I was kind of waiting for the website to launch. So we've got a whole backlog of shows. So the lost one, um, I mean, it is the unforeseeable future weekly and it's been since it launched, it's been weekly. And, and I know you and I have kind of talked, but my biggest problem with, uh, my main podcast going in the pistols by Maine. It was the, my first podcast is just, it's so difficult to get everyone committed yeah. to saying, you know what? We're going to record every Friday night at six o'clock. Like that has yeah. been my biggest struggle with, with that show. So it's cool like this and the lost podcast and the twin peaks podcast, where I know we have a set time where we're going to record this and it makes it, it, it I don't leave like, frustrated like yeah guys we're gonna record tonight and then no answer and then three days later i'm busy like that yeah. that, that just drives me nuts so yeah. that's yeah. what's cool i love that about awesome. this show is that it is weekly every week there's gonna be a new episode and granted this week you know we're gonna get an, we're gonna get another episode in um i'm gonna mm-hmm. release it today um oh chris maybe i won't edit it I mean, did you say anything you regret? Me. Did you say anything uh, you regret? Every day, every day, all day, every day. I think it was just, I think it was just, I forgot the name of something. I think you maybe screwed up on something too. I can't remember. You know what? I'm leaving it. This is the raw okay. feed. So, and I usually yeah. do this in post, but uh, why don't raw I do snap. this right here? Look at this. No post production, Chris. Wow. That's it. Are we we will see talking? you guys. We will see you. Next time we see you, Friday. All right. Love you guys. Chris, don't forget, go for the head. Yeah.